0: Welcome back. You are with Mo and Scott. Yes, our, our wonderful and soothing voices will take you through what's happening in Raider Nation here on Silver Mike today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Mo is the senior NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. Also, the Raiders columns at Sportsnet.com. Follow him on Twitter at Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully, the show, S-N-B today. Okay, Mo, I... I don't know, man. I just, I can't stand where things are going sometimes. I I really feel, and I know we make jokes about me being the oldest guy in the room and all that stuff, but I'm just, I cannot believe what we do as media and content creators, taking stories and blowing them completely out of proportion so they, in essence, become false. And I want to address that because Devontae Adams, again, if you remember going back to the offseason where he talked about how hey, you know, uh I'm 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 not real happy where things were going with this, I didn't know the plan, all that kind of stuff. Blown out of proportion. If you read it and we played it on this show, uh, what he really said was, you know, yeah, I have some concerns and whatnot, but you know, it's cool. I talked to the front office and they they explained to me. So now Devontae Adams um has an interview with uh Bridget Condon of the NFL Network. Okay, and the headlines all over is Adam's not happy with direction of Raiders. Adam's not happy Josh Jacobs isn't in camp. And, I mean, even worse headlines than that, like, you know, Devontae Adams. And then there's people, again, I got an inquiry from a radio station in L.A. yesterday. Hey, can you come on and talk about a possible Devontae Adams trade? I'm like, there's not going to be a Devontae Adams trade, okay? Other than people, like, drilling on Moe's roof. That's what you're hearing in the background. Mo, are they trying to get yeah. you out of there finally? No. <laughs>
1: They're building a they're building a mansion across the street yes. that I won't be living in the,
0: mid, the midtown low mansion. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So anyway, so Bridget Condon, um, it's one sentence. If you read the quote from what he said to her, it's like, yeah, uh, I'm not happy. I want him to be in camp. He's the best running back in the NFL. We're better with him. Okay. What's wrong? So now it becomes the Raiders are a mess, and the Raiders have Devonte Adams wants out. I mean, I saw headlines like that, Mo. And so you look at this thing, and and of course, you know, what's he supposed to say? Oh, I don't care if Josh Jacobs isn't here. Or hey, Josh, whatever you got to do, you got to do. No, he's he's saying he wants his. It's your best running back. Of course, you want him in camp. If you're the leader of the offense, which in essence he is. I know Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. But we talked about this in the offseason, too. Devontae Adams is a leader. He's been leading ever since the Derek Carr turnover and sat the last two games of the season. It's been Devontae Adams. He's taken control there, it looks like, in the locker room, along with Josh Jacobs, by the way, when he was there. So you look at this, and of course he's not happy that his teammate's not there. Who would be? But it blows my mind because this fuels, unfortunately, fans get upset, right? Fans who might beyond the cursory, they, they pay attention to the Raiders, they love the Raiders, but they don't spend hours and hours and hours a day looking at media reports. They see this stuff. It's just like this doomsday feeling around Devontae Adams, like he can't possibly be happy. Now, no question, Devontae Adams wants to win a Super Bowl. If the Raiders go really far backwards, we've talked about it. He could maybe want out at some point. But right now, this, it's almost like people wishing and projecting a Devontae Adams divorce and I just can't understand what the, the motivation here uh, is other than attention clicks and whatever else they're doing.
1: All right. So fans listening to this, anyone listening to this, I'm going to give you a quick lesson on a clickbait article. <laughs> this is there exactly what's happening. Cause I, I saw it happen yesterday in real time. Devontae Adams gets on with, Br- with Bridget as you said, and also with David Shaw, former Stanford head coach was up there with him. Yep. And he's talking about, asking about Josh Jacobs and, As you said, everything in context. He says, I'm not happy, of course, with him not being here. So what a clickbaiter would do was take that part of what he said, I'm not happy, and put it in the headline. Devontae Adams is not happy, but they're not saying or giving the whole context of the quote. He's saying, I'm not happy because Josh Jacobs isn't here. So, of course, he's going to say that, as you said. Who would be happy that there's lead running back who just won the rushing title is not at camp? Of course he's not happy. But I will say this: When he had that interview with Marin Fader, and he mm-hmm. said, "I don't see eye, to eye at the front office," they're going to use that. They're going to use that with him saying, "I'm not happy right now." To connect the two, to say, "See, he said he doesn't see front office, doesn't see eye, to eye at the front office a couple of months ago, a few months ago, and now he's saying he's not happy." So this is kind of like a let's take, let's cobble together multiple quotes that are unrelated. Yes. Unrelated and make it into a and, and make it into a story. What he said to Marin, Marin Fader has nothing to do with this situation with Josh Jacobs. It's a separate situation. How he felt back then about the direction of the offense and the team is different from him saying, man, I wish Josh Jacobs was here because that's essentially what he's saying. Man, I wish Josh Jacobs was here. I'm not happy that he's not here it is what it is and we're going to continue to forge forward and see what we can do at the running back position because that was the whole context of his quote was yes he's not here but we'll see what we can do with him or without him Right. but they're going to take the I'm not happy part and put it in headlines and say Devontae Adams is not happy let's let's cook up some trade scenarios for Devontae Adams to leave the Raiders because he isn't happy and we have proof that he's not happy because a few months ago he said he didn't see eye to eye at the front office that's what happens that's how a clickbait article is born
0: Correct. And that's where, too, I look at the Raiders, and and I'm knocking on wood for all you in Raider Nation out there that are fans. If you look at how things have gone in the offseason, with the exception of the Josh Jacobs contract situation, it's been pretty mellow. I mean, even camp, look, look how camp has gone. Not a lot of big stuff, other than people freaking out over Jimmy Jimmy's gimme's. There haven't been any big... There hasn't been turmoil, right? But this Raiders France. So, so I look at both sides of it here too. The clickbait stuff. You're absolutely right, Mo, and thank you for that for educating folks out there about how it's how it works when you pull items out of quotes and then connect them together to cobble a story that really doesn't exist, but you're going to make it that way so people just click through and read it. But if you look at the Raiders, the Raiders have been a mess for for 25 years, for the most part. Okay, so so that's the conditioning in the national media. So whenever they see something they immediately jumped it. Now, as you know, I on Thursday or excuse me, on Tuesdays and Fridays I'm doing spots on, on ESPN Radio 1320 in Sacramento, who's now the official flagship station for the Raiders there. And I even had to fight some of that with uh, James, who's the guy who covers actually the Sacramento Kings, he was subbing in uh for lo on the show and and um, he was talking about, well, this, you know, how does it feel the A's are going to move to Vegas and you have the worst owners in all of sports? And I said, like, "Well, well, yeah, I get, and I, and I corrected him. I said, listen, I understand. you got to win on the field, and the Raiders have not done that consistently for a very long time. But it was the same day that the rankings came out, and the Raiders were ranked number 10 as the most va- number nine most valuable franchise. Uh, they used to be like the 31st most valuable franchise. So Mark Davis, while maybe success hasn't found them on the field, and that's something they got to do, uh, he has built a business. The move to Nevada obviously was huge for them. So so these things, if people are so preconditioned to the Raiders being a mess. I also think that plays into it, because if you're not a Raiders fan, think about all those people who click, oh, look at the Raiders, a mess again. They got problems again, right? And then, of course, yesterday, Damon Arnett comes up again, even though he hasn't been with the team. It's like, okay, he, he, he steals watches and money from OnlyFans models. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. That's exactly who you would expect him to be hanging out with. Uh, did you see the story, Mo? I saw the woman.
1: She told the story. She,
0: oh my gosh, <laughs> she's like,
1: if you haven't checked that out, please just Damon Arnett OnlyFans oh, model, and I mean, and you, I, I'm sorry, I, I hate to laugh at people in s- bad situations, but the yeah. way she told the story, way he how he stole her watch,
0: yeah, was and ridiculous, then, and then showing the video outside her house of them taking her phone and stealing <laughs> her money like, wow. So this is a guy who actually had a cup of coffee in the NFL. It's crazy. But see, but see those stories, those things. And of course, again, Damon Arnett, they got rid of him. They saw what happened after the gun incident, but it still follows the brand, right? Because the brand has, has been through this period of time. So this is why these national media outlets, and I say national media outlets, not like all of them are big national media outlets. Some of them, that's what they peddle in. They peddle in kind of rumor stuff, uh, Clutch Boys. And so they they have this idea of the Raiders being a mess, and the Raiders are always screwing up, and the Raiders are doing things. So I think the Devontae Adams thing fits into that, too. Uh, And, of course, you saw what happened with the end of the Gruden era and then, of course, last year with Josh McDaniels coming in and then underperforming in the Derek Carr jazz, all that stuff. So it's interesting, but it just seems as though, and it happens in the fan base too, Mo, it just seems like there's people rooting for the franchise to fail.
1: Friend of the show, OG Lucille on Twitter had a tweet late Wednesday. She said the Raiders are playing. Basically, I'm paraphrasing for her, but she basically said the Raiders are playing Sunday, and I can barely get excited about it because someone hops in her mentions and goes, you know, the Raiders are gonna suck. Why are you rooting for the Raiders? It's it's gonna be a dumpster (laughs) fire, blah blah blah. And I told her, Don't let the negative Nate and Nancy's out there steal her joy. If you're a Raider fan out there and you're listening to the show or you're listening to any any other show or reading an article and you just get down about the season because of what people were saying, I, I would say wave your fan flag and, and just be excited that yeah. football is back. You get to watch your football team because regardless of how bad or how good the season is going to be for the Raiders, there are, there are always going to be something – there are always going to be good things you can take from the season, and there are always going to be some terrible things you can take from the season. Whether you're 0-17 right. or 17-0, there's always something you positive negative on both sides of the spectrum that you can take now. There could be obviously the Raiders are 3 and 14, more negatives, but you have to look at it as no one knows what's really gonna happen, right? I'm I'm just think of me as a forecaster, Scott and I are just forecasters up here telling you what we think. Everyone else out there writing about the Raiders they're just telling you what they think. They're not telling you what's going to happen in the future because no one knows, obviously, but to go to your point about the national perspective of the Raiders, I have fought that since becoming a Raider writer 10 years ago, nine years ago, it's kind of like, Oh, you're, you know, you're, you're covering that franchise. It's always been a mess. It's always a dump, dumpster fire I hear I hear Nick Wright on Fox talk about how the Raiders are always a mess. Anytime something happens to the Raiders, all the Raiders are always a mess. And I think that's, What a lot of us content creators have to fight against that anytime a little thing happens, it's going to get blown up because of the Raiders recent history. You look at their recent draft class in 2020. They have two, two first round picks who had to go through the legal system because they got in trouble, Damon Arnett, Henry Ruggs. So people are going to think about, oh, the Raiders, they're poor draft picks, poor draft history. They don't win a lot. Mark Davis has a funny haircut, (laughs) all of these things to make fun of the Raiders. And poke fun at the at the franchise so when you hear when you see these articles about Devontae adams about how the raiders gonna you know this this is that you know this and that is falling apart for the raiders just remember that a lot of national media don't cover the raiders day to day Mm -hmm. so they don't know exactly what's going on with the team the intricacies the the finer details so i always say this fans know their team more than most national media writers and reporters so just understand that so some of the things that they say may be a little <clears> off kilter <throat> because, again, they don't follow the team day to day. They're yeah. not up to up to speed on well, what's going on at camp or what's going on behind closed doors.
0: Well, and Mo, it goes back to balance too, right? You got a high compliment for for you and the show and the work you do outside the show too at Bleacher Report, which is hey, you know, you're objective, right? Which is like as somebody who who is a journalist, highest compliment you can get, right? Highest compliment is you just report what you hear. Uh, give your opinions based on fact, and that's it. And so that's great. And I think that's the problem that I see, right? Because we we had people, oh, Baldy's so negative. I'm like, well, Baldy's. I had guy arguing me that he's not credible. I'm like, you're kidding me. But anyway, each to to each their own. But at the same time, you're looking for balance. So you're going to hear us talk about negatives. You're going to hear us talk about positives, right? And I would say that's what I see out there, too, with 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 fans that I mostly interact with. They acknowledge that. And then there's fans who are constantly and, and you talked about our good friend Lucille. She's she was dealing with somebody and a, a couple people, actually, who are just constantly negative. And it's not that you can't criticize the team you love. You should. That's how you. Sh- I mean, as a fan, you do it all the time. Just look at my tweets about the Padres. Um, and 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 you that's part of the fandom. That's great. It's part of it. But if you're constantly in a hundred percent negative all the time, you have to ask yourself not as a fan, but even as a reporter, if you're constantly negative, what are you doing? Like, you have to be able to to look at the balance between things. Things can go well to your point about finding the good in a in a disappointing season or having a great season and saying, you know what, we could be better because we're still deficient here. Like it goes the other way. You can look at that and say we can be better even though we won 14 games or 12 games, whatever it is, uh, and 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 become a better team. So so I, it's just real interesting. The clickbait stuff. I know fans get get used to it, um, and you get conditioned to it. So the Raiders are always going to be a target for that because the Raider brand is so strong, and you're going to see these crappy headlines like um, the Raiders, and even when it comes from credible sources, uh, are going to remove the tag on Josh J. All that stuff we've dealt with in the last week to me is nothing, and so fans shouldn't get too worked up about it. Read through stuff first, because most of the time you'll find it's pretty lightweight, um, and instead go to trusted resources like Mo like our show, other shows that are good that uh, cover the Raiders and you'll find more of the truth and more objectivity.
1: I, I I know it's hard for some people out there to ignore things, but I try to tell people if you don't want the clickbaity articles, don't don't click on them. <laughs> it's very yeah, simple, yeah. don't read them because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pull back the curtain that here at Bleach Report, we have the analytical numbers of how many people view or click on a specific Mm-hmm. Column or article, and if that column or article doesn't get a lot of, you know, looks or views, we don't run that column again. Right. But if it gets a lot of clicks or views, or or people are reading it, gets a lot of reads. Guess what? We're gonna run it again. And and I think people get angry and they, and they read through the article and get upset and they're thinking, oh, I'm gonna rail really against this article. They're never gonna put it out again. It's the exact opposite. <laughs> you already clicked on it. You read it. So now the people in the analytics legs department are thinking, okay. We ran this piece and it got a lot of attention. So we're, we're going to do it again. Yeah. So I try to tell people all the time, what you don't want, don't read it. Because okay. if you read it, Just don't you're going to get more of
0: it. Yeah. And that, <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, from our show too, when Baldy's on, because we obviously being a, a, a podcast, we, we, our ratings, if you will, are based on downloads. And whenever Baldy's on the show, it's massive. I can't even tell you how massive it is. Right. Then we had Ross sure. Tucker on. People, we, Ross Tucker hit a chord with some Raider fans saying he's too negative. He doesn't know enough about the team. Guess what? Huge amount of downloads. So to your point, um, if you don't like somebody, don't listen. I want you to listen to our show every every show. But nonetheless, when it comes to the reading and the clickbait stuff you're seeing in Twitter, just be careful because the more you click on it, but it's, the, it's kind of the accident on the side of the road, Mo. It's a terrible thing. People do slow down to look at it.
1: Think of it in terms of TV ratings, right? TV show is not doing well because not a lot of people are watching the TV show. But if you watch a TV show because you can't stand someone on that show and you're watching, (laughs) the ratings analytics team has no idea if you're watching because you like something on it or you don't like something on it. They're just happy that you're watching it. Absolutely, And, And the same applies to these articles is that there's no differentiation of, don't like, like, it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. are they reading this? Are they consuming this? And if they are, that's something we'll continue to do. So again, for people out there who don't want the clickbait articles, don't consume it.
0: Yes. And Howard Stern built his whole career on that. He'll tell you that. People as many people who hated him and that loved him and that's why he ascended so fast. So there you go when you're talking about radio.
1: Really, I'm sorry, Scott, but yeah, one, one thing about the Ross Tucker Baldy comments of yeah. fans who didn't want to hear from him. It's funny that when we had Baldy on the first two times, you didn't hear any you didn't hear any real pushback because he was either neutral or positive. But the minute he's critical, it's like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I and I find that interesting because we live in a society where people want to hear and listen to or read what you know what makes them feel good not always what the truth is or or honesty i always say on this show or anywhere any platform i'm on i owe people the honesty you're not always going to get positive you're not always going to get negative but you're always going to get my honest opinion on something and that's who we bring on hope from jose to baldy to ross tucker we bring on people who are going to give you their honest opinion whether you like it or not
0: yeah and that's how it should be i mean and I tell people all the time, because listen, we love our listeners and our viewers. I mean, you guys, you're the reason we're here. But at the same time, if you tell me you don't like a show uh, and you you say something, I had somebody call us lazy for doing lazy journalism by reporting. I'm like, first of all, you don't know what journalism is because you're not a journalist. So you're not coming from a place of knowledge. Number two, don't watch it. Don't listen to it. That's OK. Well, I can't believe you're telling a listener not to listen. I said, well, no, if you don't like it, why would you? I mean, listen, I don't like raw tomatoes. I know we're getting into it again. (laughs) Like just, you know, like my wife, my wife can cut up a tomato and eat it. It's totally fine. I got no problem with it. You put it on some bruschetta, I'll eat it. But nonetheless, I just don't eat it. I don't like it. So guess what I don't do? I don't eat tomatoes. So if I know there's a tomato and my wife's slicing tomatoes, I don't ask her for a slice. I don't go try it again. I know I don't like it. So if you don't like it, if you don't like a guest, you don't have to listen to it. But we're going to bring on various voices And that's where I like as as a host, Mo. I like to hear from various people, and I would hope to get on people who I can challenge their thinking. They can challenge my thinking as well. And I try to put myself in the fan shoes sometimes and ask questions, like I did on on ESPN thirteen twenty in Sacramento when they were tossing about how bad the ownership was and all stuff. I say I push back because I don't I don't think I think that was a myopic view. Uh, and I wanted to point it out. So you're going to get that all here. And hopefully, hopefully we start to see that come back in fashion a little more. (laughs) That's what I would like to see.
1: But one last thing, I think the ultimate respect to show a fan is, is again, is the, is honesty. If you're in any situation, I think the ultimate respect to any person, man to man, woman to woman, person to person is when a person is directly honest with you about something. If a person Absolutely. is lying to you or trying to swoon you into thinking something that is not really what you think it is, or right. just you're just feeding them something that they want to hear, I, I think that's a lack of respect for a person because you don't think they can handle truth. We're all right. grown people here, right? There are some people who had this show on with their kids in the car, and I understand that, but- as a grown adult, I think the ultimate respect to another person is to give them your honest opinion on something.
0: No question. And that's yeah, what we're trying to give to the fans. Yeah, and, and that's what we'll do here. But, but be careful of those headlines out there. Don't let them get you too worked up. That's what I'm talking about. Keep your optimism. Yeah. Even if it's a small amount of optimism— don't let people beat it out yeah. of you because you definitely need it. And Raider Nation needs it for you. All right. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, it's time for the mailbag. That's right. We'll see what you guys have to say. You're listening to Silver and Black today with Mo Mote and Scott Cabranston. We'll be back right after this.